Good afternoon. This is an audio update on the government report that's expected out tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Central. This is where the USDA gives us their final yield estimates on corn, beans, and wheat. And they'll be mostly dialed in on the cotton crop at that point. Um, I can't tell you what the USDA is going to say, but I can tell you what the trade is expecting. And for the most part, the trade is expecting little to no change in any of the yield estimates on the U.S. crop. They're expecting small, tiny little drops in the carryouts. Corn, just 25 million bushels, but that would leave the carryout close to 2.1 billion bushels. A small 2 million bushel drop in the bean carryout, leaving it at 243 no change in the wheat carryout and little to no change in the cotton carryout. It'll be interesting to see how the government handles the cotton number. We know that FSA has certified more acres than the current government estimate, but we also know based on the Jennings and Classings report, we're falling way behind on our ability to hit that government number at 12.8 million bales. So we'll see how aggressive they get on any production cuts in cotton. The world numbers are expected to drop uh, on the Brazilian production. Remember, the USDA right now is at 161 on Brazil's soybean crop. Market is expecting to drop that down to 156. Meanwhile, the private sector trade estimates are in a huge, wild range. Uh, Some trade estimates are still as high as 160, and some are as low as 127. You know, that's a 33 million metric ton variance in the private sector's view on the soybean crop. Probably depends on, you know, what uh, what your business is. Are you a government entity? Are you a commercial? Are you a farm group? That probably adds to the volatility on the scale of these differences in the yield estimates. Corn, similar situation. USDA is currently at 129 on the Safrina corn crop. The market's expecting to drop that down to 125. But most in the trade are between 110 and 117. So again, another very large, wide range in the corn estimates out of Brazil. What happens to price, you know, after this report? Can't really tell. Typically, uh, the volatility is very high as the report comes out. The algorithms will read the yields first, the U.S. carryout second, and then the global carryout third. So the volatility will be based on that sequence of data. Based on the price action that we've seen over the last 30 to 45 days, where the funds have built out now massive short positions going into this report, I would imagine that most of the negativity, the bearishness, has been priced into this market. So it wouldn't surprise me that if this data was just a touch bearish, we would have a small negative reaction, but it may be a slightly more positive constructive close. There has been an analog year uh, like this on the South American crop. It was 2015 and 16 where Brazil experienced a similar drought in November and December. And they ended up uh, getting heavy, heavy rains in January. The market thought the crop would be fine. Soybeans ended up making their low in 15-16 in the March period. And uh, beans got all the way down to $8.50 in March. But once the crop losses were realized in their final yield estimates, the bean market rallied from $8.50 to $12, basically putting $3.50 in beans between the April, May, and June period. Similar price action in corn. It put 90-cent rally, basically from $2.60 to $3.50. 
in the market in that same narrow time frame. So almost a dollar in corn and two and a half dollars in beans. I will. Uh, I have seen the data from the 2015-16 year. We did end up this year having a much hotter session, some five to ten degrees hotter. We had also much lower rainfall totals in the November December. So uh, that year, the 15-16 year, we ended up losing 15% of the crop. If we did something similar this year, that would take the, the soybean estimate down to 140 million metric tons. That would be far deeper than you know where the current trade estimate average is right now. That's around the 152-153 mark. So if we came in at 140, it would be complete devastation on the global balance sheet, and we would obviously have much, much higher prices. It's so it, it's interesting that you know over the last 30, 45 days now the market has been you know speculators have been extraordinarily aggressive sellers into this market, flipping their position from November where they were long 70, 80,000 contracts of beans to now probably short 70, 80,000 contracts, and that has been largely been responsible for the price fall over the last 30 days. It's also expected that with managed money adding to their short position in corn, there are probably some 250,000 contracts short corn, 215 to 220,000 contracts short wheat. Uh, they're a modest short in cotton. And so from a historical context, realize that this is very unusual for managed money to A, get short this time of year, and B, be short to the scale that they are. And so again, it probably may not matter too much what the USDA says in this report. Most of it is probably already priced in. So if I had a bias into this report, it would probably be bullish. This would end sort of the beginning of the end of the sentiment of weakness in the commodity markets. But again, without knowing what the USDA is going to say, there's no way to tell. But I would argue the bulk of the bearishness uh, in the U.S. and global carryouts have been already priced in. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, depending on cotton in particular, if they do end up lowering this carryout or this production number, three, four, five hundred thousand bales, as I suspect they should, that would put the balance sheet very, very tight and probably force them to lower that demand number. Uh, we are running at pretty good pace right now on export sales. Shipments have been very solid. So I think the, the, the balance sheet as a whole and cotton cannot afford much in the way of production loss because we're already right up against pipeline inventories here at U.S. cotton. And so it might lead to a bit of a, a more dramatic spike in cotton. The first resistance area is around that 83, 84 cent area. But the next big resistance, of course, is at that 89, 90 cent area, where, of course, if we got up in that area, and I do think we will at some point here in the next several months, as demand remains relatively strong, we'll go ahead and advance sales at that point. In corn and beans at these levels, obviously, I have no interest in doing any pricing. It's just a function of when does the market realize the scale of the losses in Brazil and when does it want to trade it. And right now, those are at, uh, at conflict. You've got clear market data coming in from a number of trade sources lowering that crop by quite a bit. But the funds are selling and aggressively shorting this market. So we're at conflict between the fundamentals and the technicals and the managed money. And when does the managed money get forced out and flushed? Uh, it's hard to tell. But if history is any precedent, it may not happen until that February-March time frame. 
Okay, that's the update. These are my opinions and not those of ADM or ADMIS. I'll uh, get you a quick market update as soon as the USDA report comes out, give you that update, and then we'll have the Friday uh, weekly wrap in the afternoon. Thanks so much. Have a great evening.